Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Brighteon TV. It's been a week of the crazy, and we know what that means. The crazy is the elections. And if you um, were thinking that things were going to be normal, <laughs> shame on you. You should have known better. What did you? We can't expect to have anything ultrally positive about this come out of it since last year, two years ago. The greatest rig in, in human history happened at the elections as they openly stole the election from us with President Donald J. Trump. And then we go through two years of litigations and exposure and nothing has changed in the, in the voting system, except that this time suddenly we're supposed to have a red wave. And if we're going to dig into this and really what that means, which it's not what you think and it's not all good and it really doesn't move the ball much, or move the needle farther down the, the peg. So... We got played. Let's not get played again. Right back after these messages. Satellite phones have been wiped out globally because of the supply chain collapse and war in Europe. But a truly amazing new option has emerged, the Bivy Stick, which allows you to send and receive text messages using almost any mobile device without relying on cell towers at all. In a world where war, riots, or a power grid failure can happen literally at any time, the Bivy Stick and its two-way satellite messaging gives you the power to reach loved ones to send emergency messages or request a rescue. And to use this device, you do not have to register your name and you don't need to turn on location services or reveal your geographic location. The battery life is several days in duration and you can easily recharge it using a small portable power bank. There are only about 20,000 Bivy sticks that will be available in America this year. Get yours now while they're still available at sat123.com. That's sat123. Com. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com Hey, Patriots, and welcome back to Bards FM here on Bright T on TV. We are in a time when people are stressed. There's a lot of stress going on. You need to get a good night's sleep. And there's no better place to do that than to get products from MyPillow, of course. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And your promo code is Bards. And here's the deal. They are literally the best places ever to get a sleep, a good night's sleep. Oh, looks like we're on. My, my store you can uh, do that too, but there we go. Mypillow.com forward slash bars. There's all sorts of amazing deals right now. And the Giza cotton sheets, which are literally the best ever are as low as $29.99. You also have the, another type of sheet, which is called the Parcal sheets, which are also great. They're as low as $49.98 and your, my slippers and all sorts of great stuff. I'm going to tell you, I've been traveling the nation. I traveled the nation for six weeks uh, in my Jeep, coast to coast, stayed in motels all over the place. Just did another two weeks after that, all motels and have managed to sleep in all sorts of different beds is my point. And I have not found anything that can beat the MyPillow bed, the MyPillow 
or the MyPillow mattress, the MyPillow sheets, the MyPillow pillow, the MyPillow comforter, the whole system. So I'd highly recommend you check it out. They're fantastic. The mattresses are 50% off with your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. And the sheets and the comforter and the duvet and the whole package is like something that will change your life. And in this time of ridiculousness that's going on in our world, getting a good night's sleep has no dollar value. It's just a must-have. So again, check it out, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. Promo code is BARDS. All right, Patriots, so here's the deal. I know there's a lot of people that have been stressed, and I don't know where you sit today, so I'm going to talk in general terms. So I don't know if you're stressed about what has happened or not stressed about what has happened, but the reality is this. We've been played pretty heavily in this election, and we have to stop putting our worship in the party system. We're dealing with two faces of the same party, and I'm not... Going to, I'm not picking on anybody in particular. So it, um, this is not a hatchet job on anybody except for the deep state fools. You can pretty much point those out, Mitch McConnell and others on the Democrat side. But the thing we have to understand is that the GOP is still in ahead of this party. When they ousted President Donald J. Trump from the party, they just wrapped their little tentacles around that and the lizard heads took it over again. So they want nothing more than President Trump to be forever vanquished out of the party and relationship to politics. And now they're playing the biggest rig game ever. So this red wave we just experienced is nonsense. Because at the end of the day, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. The majority of the candidates that were elected do not support the principle that 2020 was rigged. In fact, even an article that was put on Gateway Pundit yesterday Plubius 2.0, which I believe is Roger Stone, if I'm not mistaken, has said that we just went through the greatest election rigging in our history that was totally set up by Langley. That's not true. The biggest election rigging we went, ever went through was 2020, where they did it in our face and stole it overnight by doing every possible means out there to rig this election and steal it right before us and put in the hand puppet Joe Biden. Now, we're dealing with an intelligence coup against us once again, and but they've done it brilliantly because they've given you enough to pacify the right because they're not dumb. These people are very experienced in election overthrows and in destabilizing governments and overthrowing governments, and you need to remember that. So for all of the greatness that you're hearing, let me just give you a little bit of where we're headed because our economy is falling apart. The dollar is projected to hit probably a zero value by the end of December. There is unconfirmed reports that they're already starting to recall old dollar paper dollars to prevent them from being in circulation as they try to start to squeeze control over the dollar. And that's the Fed working with the IMF as they prepare to reissue a new currency. And it's all going to be tied towards this CBDC. The, the Fed has already told us that they've run the tests on, or they're going to test out a carbon system, carbon credit system with banks. And that's going to include information that they're going to tie in with the new CBDC. Remember, they want a CBDC to control everything in your life. It's a, it will tie into a social credit score. It will tie into a vaccination process. It will tie into the transition of humankind into the transhuman model. All of this is real. It's, not a, it's, you can, it's all the pieces that they are trying to keep you distracted from. And the elections are the greatest show on earth to keep you distracted and keep you angered or keep you pitting against each other. Just remember this, that the left, when they vote for their policies, is voting for the same game that we're voting for when we vote for our policies. We're all being played to hate each other. And I'm not telling you that those on the left are righteous or right. It's not the point. They're dividing society intentionally and keeping them divided. And you need to ask yourself a simple question. If the corruption was truly as they say in our country, then what you're hearing is that the only corrupt party is the DNC and that the, somehow the GOP is not corrupt and that they're okay and we all stand for everything and we are supposed to be a red monolithic party. That's the most dangerous thing that can ever happen to a nation. 
is to lose the diversity within politics. And it's happening right before our very eyes. What has happened, and I'll quote Joe Rogan, the Democrats are making Republicans. They sure are. And they did a lot of them. And those Democrats migrated over to support Republican votes. So we know that there's a significant migration. We also know that the outpolls going where people after the vote were indicating that 73% of Americans are dissatisfied with the direction of the nation. In other polls, we're seeing that 83% of Americans think that Congress isn't worth anything and are dissatisfied with the direction of the nation and are ready to see this government be overthrown. That's a truth. Now, not necessarily violently, but definitely they're ready to see a total change in government. When you're in leadership, this is a dangerous thing. And the only thing you can do is to create something that the Romans knew very well. And since most of our government ties back to the Roman Catholic system, we'll call it Rome before Catholic, but it's all the same now. Greatest bread and circuses isn't the games of Christians being fed the lions or gladiators. It's pitting good people in America against each other and calling it the vote. And then what they do is they rig the systems completely so that the true tallies of the vote, which is probably at this point in time reflective in the exit polls, which would be something like 73% vote towards a Republican direction and 27% vote towards the Democrat progressive radical position. But then they migrate these votes so that every race is close. And so there's very little discernment and there's very little separation. So that it's things like, uh, generally speaking, it's like, You'll be in the range of like 57, 43, 53, 40, you know, whatever that, 47. I mean, these, these are tight races or even tighter, like Oregon right now, where it's like half a percentage point apart. And they can drag this out and they keep everybody nail biting to the end. Am I going to, is my state going to turn red? Is my state going to turn blue? It's all the same party. The Democrats are the noisy brat in the room that everybody listens to while the devious purveyor of stabbing you in the back of the GOP works around the edges and you don't pay attention to them. The GOP has been over years migrating this nation towards a new world government. Remember, Bush did the famous NWO speech. He was Republican. George W. Jr took us into Iraq and took us into Afghanistan with, a, with our fake 9-11 attack that was probably done with Mossad and our intelligence agencies and a bunch of other dirtbags, likely the Jesuits too, who used nanothermite to blow up the building and then put in fake airplanes that were supposed to be crashing into the building. We all know that's a garbage story, but here we are. That was Republican president, so I'd point that out. And then you had the big Obama swing, which to a large degree was created by buying people to come into and paying actors to come into his rallies until they built the momentum or there because they were dissatisfied and disenfranchised from the Bush era. They are manipulating this public constantly between the bipolar swing of left and right. And they did it once again just now. And so we leave this election with a lot of people in MAGA feeling disillusioned. We leave this election with people feeling like, well, the election just wasn't as good as we were expecting it to be. We didn't have many wins like we thought or as many. Of course not. You can't vote your way out of Babylon. It's that simple. And you're not, these people are not going to let you vote your way out of their tyranny. They're just going to keep playing you with their tyranny over and over. They're just that they're going to change the length of the game. These people are smart. They have been playing this idea of controlling humankind for a long, long time. And so to think that there would be anything other in this election than what we got. In fact, the reason that you got as much as you got on the right is because the right is the potential group that has the ability and will to start telling the government to literally go pound sand. So they need to temper down the extremism, moderate it, and keep people feeling like, well, you know, shoot. We'll, we'll do better next time. And you keep hearing this message coming out of your ruling elites. Hang in there, patriots. Hold the line. This is going to be a long fight. We're going to do this little step at a time. Don't worry. We made some gains. This is crap. We got played. 
This is a system rigged completely from the top by the intelligence agencies, and it's no, ex and they are doing it to keep this public tempered down and tamped down because the two sides of that coin are agreeing on one general direction. We are moving towards a transhumanist era as far as they're concerned. We are going to embrace the fourth industrial revolution. We are going to have internet of things rammed down our throat. We are going to be forced into a CBDC. We are going to be forced into a social credit score. And all of this is to benefit the few in the elite circles. While we as the slaves of their system willfully participate and given to their system without contention. They know that they're not there yet. So this vote was very critical in rigging these things to tamper down people's hopes and expectations. And ultimately what they want is as you break from your hope of ever having a republic again and you give up, this is what they hope for, that then what they will do is they will offer you a great solution. And this great solution will be a new currency. It will be a new leader that will give you hope. And that is going to likely be DeSantis. So if you're waving the DeSantis flag, I'm going to challenge you to ask this hard question and prove me wrong. How did DeSantis get elected in Florida with Dominion and be such a patriot? Ask yourself that because he's never done an audit in Florida. I want to see an audit. And I want to see where he got his votes and how he got through the Dominion system to be so pro-patriot. This is not a game that's played on one side. This is literally both ends to the middle. By deception, we wage war, Mossad. And it's about time people start getting their head into this game to realize how serious this is. The way forward here is to push forward at our local level and to start putting people in place. I don't care what political party color they are. I don't care any of that. What I want to know in my rating, and I think everybody should be asking the same thing, is first and foremost, are you a follower of Christ? Number two, where is your position in terms of the Constitution? It was written, not a revisionist. And are you going to listen to the wills of the people as we go through here? and reject those things that are outside the Constitution? Are you going to denounce communism? Are you against abortion? Are you for a sovereign currency? Are you willing to implement a local currency, a sovereign local currency backed by gold in your county's area? This is literally the sorts of questions we have to ask. And are you in favor of having counties empowering their sheriff to ensure that they are sovereign operating as a sovereign entity, forcing the federal and the state to seek permission to enter those counties through the sheriff before they do any sort of operations in that county. This is going to take some real backbone, and it's going to have to happen locally. We have to take over the school boards and oust the communists. That's another thing. And people have to be strong in the heart to quit bowing down to federal every single time money gets short, and the whole community's like, well, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, guess what? The federal offered us $1.2 million, but here's the cost, and I'm sorry, but you don't have any choice in it. You all have to wear a mask, and your kids have to get an injection. We need to stop that level of prostitution and start cleaning up our counties, getting rid of the drugs, getting rid of the crime, focusing on securing our counties as entities that literally put God on the throne above it. And as we start to walk that way, constitutionality, which is mapped out in our Declaration of Independence with God on the throne, the people subordinate and submissive to him, humbled before him, and government subordinate to the wills of the people, when we set our counties up that way, the tidal wave of action changes this nation. But you're not going to change it by going to Dominion and thinking you're going to vote a bunch of people in that are going up there. Now, I'm sure there's some good candidates that are going up to D.C. I don't doubt that. But let's put things in real context. We have just What we have just done is effectively send a bunch of people up to D.C., which would be on par with sending a bunch of Christians into the Colosseum with a wooden sword. And this is the choice that they're going to be given in this metaphor. You are going to either fight the lions with your wooden sword, or you can join the, the Roman guard, and in doing so, you can lick their boots until you're deemed worthy, and then you may stand in their ranks behind them until you're deemed worthy, and then ultimately stand on the line, which means you are going to be shaped and formed by their rules. 
And if you defy, you'll ultimately be fed to the lions. That's the game that goes on in D.C. Only it happens with blackmail. It happens with money. It happens with bribes. It happens with leverage. It happens with the intelligence agencies working with the, with the lobbyists. It's a cesspool of hell that sits up there. And we're putting in, what is it, 39, 40 people that we just voted in and expecting them to change the world because suddenly we have control of the House and control of the Senate by one or two seats. That's garbage. What's going to happen in these coming weeks after we get through with this, even wherever we end up? Because remember, these elections aren't over yet. The left is, the they're intentionally starting to drop votes in so that we'll point our finger at the DNC. They're doing this on purpose. The real hack and real, real election interference or hack is occurring at a, another entirely different level. And they want you to see one side and not look at the other. One thing you need to ask real carefully, it's these people that are supposedly arguing for cleaning up the vote, and I'm not going to point any particular fingers, but I need you to pay close attention and ask yourself a simple question. For all the exposure on the left, how come nobody's talking about the Koch brothers? How come nobody's talking about that money that truly hated Trump and has done all sorts of underhanded things to rig the vote? How come nobody's talking about corruption on the GOP side? Because I'm going to tell you, having worked politics, if you think it's dirty on the left, it's equally, if not more so, on the right. Don't get some pious and righteous stand that you're on because it doesn't happen. Now, the people are different, but there's good people on both sides of the party. I've worked with them and met with them. They're legitimate people. You may not agree with their position on the left, but their intention is not to steal. Their intention is to mobilize votes. And I'll tell you what, as far as the left goes, mobilizing votes, they beat the right hands down. They do a far better job at it, and they're far more committed. That's another story. So my point is we've got to stop pointing our fingers at the enemy that's up between us, which is us, according to the deep state, and start realizing where the real enemy is. And that enemy right now is hiding in plain sight. And there are a lot of that enemy is hiding under the banner of, quote, red Republicans. It's no accident that the day after the election, between Fox News, CNN, and the GOP old guard, they started talking about how great DeSantis was doing and how Trump needs to be out of the party, that DeSantis needs to be the next runner. Anytime you start having mainstream folks in the party telling you that someone's going to run for president, you better pay attention because that means they bought that person off or they have that person's loyalty. I know patriots are going to hate this because you're going to be like, well, look at all the good DeSantis did. You need to understand the magnitude of this influence operation that they're willing to do. This is the long game, not the short. And they're running headlong into a problem. They're running into a large percentage of the right that refused the vaccination, that refuses transhumanism, that has held on to their faith and, is a, and has stood with Trump. And now it's time to divide that movement. They're going to split it. You're going to split it hard, and what you're going to see is a ravenous attack that's coming that's going to continue to ravage Trump supporters, MAGA supporters, Q supporters. You're going to continue to be pushed and dissected and pushed into the category of domestic terrorists, while those that align with DeSantis will be given a lot less flack and much more latitude until finally they turn those that follow DeSantis against those that follow Trump and those that follow DeSantis, I guarantee you, by the time they're done with this, will be pointing over Trump and his followers and calling them to domestic terrorists or something like that. They're good at this. The majority of Americans are dumb at this and uneducated and un unequipped to deal with it. This is a warning, and it's not a joke. This war is getting real, and this information war is the most insidious we've ever seen. In 2013, when I was working at Fort Meade at a special missions unit there, I briefed there in our Concepts and Integration Squadron that we would be facing a war of information that would be an alliance with politics and corporate entities. People scoffed at it at that point. They don't scoff at it now. And what I said at that point is, you will never see a war more insidious than one that deals with information and, and plays with truth and deception. We are there. And so the stalwart things that they keep wanting you to believe in, it's all idolatries. The way through this is simple. Your eyes have, got, have to be literally on Jesus and through Christ to the Father. And 
That is no back door to a pulpit speech. I'm telling you, the only truth you're going to find is through our biblical truths and to understand what we're dealing with and the magnitude of this enemy we are at. This is a spiritual war at the end of the day. And we are seeing the manifestations of this in a physical world. And the only way we're going to stay true is if we stay true to the Father and understand how to discern what we're looking at and do so truly with an open heart and a heart of forgiveness and a heart that seeks justice. But we are being played heavily, and this election is a great example of this. So keep your hat on. Seat, buckle up your seatbelt. It's going to get really crazy because they're going to turn everything they can on its head and turn people into themselves. We'll talk more about that right after these messages. The global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets. And the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value that do not require governments, corporations, or markets to make good on their obligations. At the top of this list of intrinsic assets is physical gold and silver. These precious metals have outlasted every failed civilization and government in human history. And they are non-digital, which means they still hold value even if the power grid fails. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals that are delivered securely and discreetly into your hands. Visit brightionmetals.com to check their live pricing and in-stock coins and bars. Find out why they are my trusted source for physical metals and why they're the official sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Brighteonmetals.com. SAT123.com. They have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones, we've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently, but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol, or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com folks. Here we grow again. Brighton is expanding with our new daily live stream in Espanol. Anchored by hosts like Yor Hernandez, a former Telemundo and Fox reporter, Brighton TV in Espanol is bringing over a dozen new hosts and shows to the Spanish speakers of the world who are seeking out the truth on everything. To watch, go to Brighton.com, click on the Espanol live stream, and prepare to hear the truth in a whole new language. Brighton TV in Espanol. Welcome back to Bards FM here on Bright on TV. Patriots, in all this time, the one thing we absolutely have to have is a good Bible. And that's why I'm highly recommending that you check out the Founder's Bible. The Founder's Bible is a very unique Bible. It's a Bible that has been composed in such a way as to include the writings and, much, and the founding documents of our nation. And what we discover with the Founder's Bible is that our founding fathers were deep followers and believers in Father God and Jesus Christ. If you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, at checkout, you'll get 20% off on all any of the versions of the Founder's Bible, whether it's the digital version, which is fantastic, because that's an app that you can have with you on your phone or, your, or the iPad, or whether it's the other editions, whether it's the Heritage Edition, the hardcover edition, they are, it's, just something that is you need to have in your family. And these are literally things, a, a, a Bible that you're going to have for your family forever. I just finished a six week road trip where as God led me, I delivered 12 of these to people that God wanted to have 
And these are Bibles that every single time a person received it, their comment was, I will keep this Bible in the family and it will become our heirloom Bible. So Patriots, this is a Bible we need for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition, which in my opinion is one of the best translations of the Bible out there. It gives us a deep root and grounding into how our nation was founded and how deeply our founding fathers built our founding documents around the worship of Father God and Jesus. And that gives us a deep insight into truly what we're fighting for. So head on over to thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Save 20% on this on the purchase of the Bible and do that whether it's the digital version or the hardcover version. You'll get the 20% off. It's worth every cent. I use it. And in fact, we're using it even at night. Uh, and right now, especially, we're using it specifically for some discussion and studies in our Fishers of Men show. Again, so thefoundersbible.com. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Pages, our faith is going to be one of the most important things that we deal with as we move forward. And it's a real challenge in this time to hold on to faith and to understand what it is that, and understand how to navigate this space. Discernment has got to be top of the mark, as is a very difficult word, and that's forgiveness. We are dealing with a division of people that's unprecedented, and they've done it masterfully. And it's literally always the divide and conquer strategy. I don't agree with the ideologies of the left, but I'm not going to hate them for being American and having a different point of view. This has been a very difficult three years as we've been ravaged by a fake pandemic, by a, a, a delivery of a bioweapon in the form of a vaccine or what was called a vaccine. And in the amount of division and hatred that has sown, been sown through our society and through our families. We're heading into a holiday season. And once again, this is an opportunity for us to build bridges and to heal wounds, not to seek division and hatred. We have lived through two years of ridiculous hatred. And I'm not telling you that this is an easy walk. I am going to tell you that we are going to have to make some hard decisions as to where we want to be as we do this walk. And so I want to spend this period right now laying out just some considerations of forgiveness and justice and accountability. We confuse too easily the principles of forgiveness and lack of justice and lack of accountability. In an article that came out recently in the Atlantic or New Yorker, I don't remember which, I think it was the Atlantic, they said that we need to have a pandemic amnesty. And they went on to say is we need to forgive, forgive for what's been passed in that dark era of not understanding the pandemic. The answer to that is no. The correct answer is in our hearts, we need to forgive what's been done to us. But as a society, we must deliver justice for the crimes that were done in the name of, of crimes against humanity, in the name of blindness and arrogance, however you want to put it. There were crimes that were executed in many ways, and they were crimes against humanity. That justice must be delivered, and there must also be accountability. Now, God calls upon us in each of us to seek forgiveness in our heart. And he says that to us because we have to be forgiven. We have to, be, we have to forgive to be forgiven. It's very clear. Not even a, it's not something we're going to debate in little words of whether it implied this or that. It's very clear. If we want forgiveness for what we have done, we have to forgive others what they have done to us. And that gets people thinking when that happens that somehow there is no justice. And I run into this frequently where it's like, well, I can't forgive this person because, well, then you're stuck. You're going to have a problem because God's told you you're not going to get forgiveness for your own stuff unless you forgive them. But in the nature of forgiveness, where we get confused is forgiveness is me taking the burden that they put on my heart and, and letting it stay there. When someone does something to me, they in, have done something to where it's affecting the purity of my heart. And in order for me to lift that burden, I have to forgive that action. I have to forgive that and hand that over to Father God because ultimately 
He is going to be the ultimate purveyor of justice. And as he says, justice is his, not mine. But justice in this world has to still be delivered as we must have accountability. Part of my acceptance of forgiveness is me also being accountable to the things that I've done. And it doesn't mean that in an instant, and we'll take, for example, if I've taken a position not to have, not to take the vax and someone has tried to kick or kick me out of the family or not allowed me to come to family dinner. When I'm saying that we have to own our own, there may be nothing in that instance that I have done wrong, but there are things others in my other times in my life that I'm sure that I've stumbled. So the principle of me forgiving that action is the ability for me to let go of my anger, my hatred, my anxieties, my pain, let it go. Let, let Jesus heal your heart and let Father God carry that weight. That's the relationship that we have. Now we get to justice and accountability. Because in this time, we're going to have to have hard questions and hard discussions, I should say. Remember, love is not just hugs and kisses. Love sometimes is tough, and it's by necessity. A good father, a good mother, is going to allow their child to go through some tough times at points because it's tough love. It's not you stop loving them. It's that you have to let them go through their trials to see the light, to see the truth. With that is the, the honesty that has to start happening. And as a society and as a culture and as families and friends, we have to start laying that truth out there. The actions that were done to one another in hatred, they were driven predominantly by those that decided to take a vax and be swept up into the maelstrom of fear. Those actions were need to be accounted, be accounted for, and those actions also should be ones that they seek forgiveness for. But many times the only way you're going to get there is beginning with a process of forgiving their action doesn't mean that they're let off of their accountability, but it means that you've set that aside from something that's going to carry on your heart and you're going to speak the truth, whether they like it or not. And whatever their reaction is, doesn't affect you because you've spoken truth and you've passed off the forgiveness to Father God. Now from there, how they react, that is on them. That is their walk, not yours. This is a very difficult space to walk in because there's so many emotions wrapped around this vaccine and the divisions of this, they were caused by this mask and the lockdowns and the stupidity of this pandemic and the mass psychosis of fear that swept this nation. You have to keep in mind as well that many of the people that went through this, there are still some that believe in it. They're locked deep in the matrix, can't help them right now. We'll keep trying, but we can't hear. Many of the people that walk through this as they were wrapped up in fear are going to have a very difficult time facing how deeply they were manipulated and furthermore facing the consequence of a decision that they made that may end up with shortening their life or causing them long-term harm and degradation into their body temple. Those are very big weights to carry. And we talk about justice, there's different levels of justice. Between each other, in this particular scenario, I just want to, I'm going to kind of focus in on the VAX issue. When you say, or when people suggest that there's no justice or that God's justice isn't happening, I need you to remember something. From our knowledge of what we are learning of this injection, the majority of people that took it are going to be dead in 10 years. We are seeing that die-off happen right now. Now, if that is not a hand of justice, I don't know what is. We also know that there is a high proportion of people, youth that take it, that will become sterilized. We're seeing that with pregnancy deaths. We're seeing that with, a, with spontaneous abortions. We're seeing that, or miscarriages. We're seeing that all over right now. And we're seeing that with infertility on the rise. I want you to imagine being a parent push their children to take this injection and now have to live with the fact of what they've done with their children. Many of these people drove to taking the injection or, and out of fear and use that same fear to smother their love and convoluted their love for their children with fear for their children. None of this is easy. 
And this is just, these are examples I'm giving, and I'm sure somebody can come up with many others that talk a contrary message, that how there are things that can't be forgiven. There's doctors that have done this intentionally, given the vax, ignoring anything else, simply so they can maintain their salary and their position at the hospital. I can still forgive them for their action and equally demand and insist and pursue justice that comes upon them. And this is the key piece because my heart will not be driven by vengeance, but my heart will be driven by the purity of justice as justice is blind as truly should be. That is as a society should work, which means in the end that we're all accountable for our actions before God. But there's heavenly justice and accountability, and there is a necessity to have justice and accountability in this world that we're at. That article that I mentioned, which I believe it was The Atlantic, it's critical to understand that that article was seeking to have a removal of accountability because the word was we need to have a pandemic amnesty. Amnesty is, re, is a statement that says there's no consequences for action. That's wrong. And that is not biblical and it's not a walk that I'll ever take. There will always be accountability for actions. And we have to have them because that's the only way a society works. You don't get to have one thing and not the other. Unfortunately, we have a culture that has grown up around us of a many age stratum that has never really learned consequence. And sadly, they're living through consequence right now. Ed Dowd, who is a former senior partner for BlackRock, was on my show the other day on Bards FM. And he's been doing the analysis, looking at hard numbers of deaths and injuries and essentially building out the new actuary tables that businesses will rely on for future projections of growth, future projections of hiring, future estimates of cost of healthcare and, and life insurance. And what he's discovered is that the death in the millennial class is off the charts. There is unexplained death spikes that can only be accounted for because they've been taking the injection and equally that same class of people is being harmed deeply by this injection, which is leaving many disabled. The CDC has been ordered to release its data on effects of the vaccine. People that are vaccine injured, it's actually the bioweapon injury, which is the proper term. They've been dragging their feet, but there's apparently 18 million documented cases of people that have been injured by this. This is some pretty heavy things that we have to come to grips with as a society. And yes, these people made a really bad choice. And yes, these people were deeply fooled and led astray. And for the most part, some thought they were doing the right thing. Some had no choice. Elderly, many of the elderly had no choice. They were in homes and were forced to take it. And there was no advocate for them to do otherwise. And some of it was done against their will. We have seen horrific crimes. We have seen nurses and doctors, public officials, teachers, do things that should never be. And those crimes have to be held accountable. But what we can't do is carry that burden on our heart that festers into anger and hatred because we have to start looking towards that greater role that we're in. This is one of the most difficult walks that we have as humanity is to forgive. It is one of those things that we must walk in that space to understand that forgiveness and lifting off that burden of our heart and staying true gives us unbelievable freedom and strength in this world. It's almost counterintuitive. We have things like righteous anger, as we should have. That's biblical. I don't want to have that acid turn into hatred for somebody else or vengeance is even worse. And sadly, what happens when we talk about justice is too often our justice is looked at in terms of vengeance. They did something to me. I want some punishment done to them. We don't look at restoration. In kingdom view, God's view, he's trying to bring his children home. When you look at the extremes of this, and you, and you can't mock at this because it's real. Someone like Jeffrey Dahmer accepts Jesus at the end of his life, and he is forgiven in the kingdom. It doesn't mean he doesn't have accountability for his actions. It's very clear about this. And he has accountability in this world, and the world thereafter. But nonetheless, as in the kingdom's view, he's being restored back to kingdom. 
our views need to be geared towards this because this system that we're in is a hateful system. It hates you. It hates me. It's constantly wanting to divide us and see that, that same level of hatred in us. It promotes violence. It promotes people to do things against one another, always pitting both ends to the middle. That's their mission. Because the more that they can do that, the more pain that they can sow, the more blood rift that they can create. They know that we'll, they believe that we'll never be able to get back together. We were given a powerful way through this. And it's the acceptance of Christ in our life restoring us back to the purity that God needed us to be. It's the place where we unload our sins before him and we are forgiven in heaven and therefore we must be forgiving in our hearts to each other. Again, that does not dismiss accountability and justice. There's a story that I heard recently, I think that frames this quite well. And it was a person who had done hard time in one of the, one of the prisons. He got out accepted Christ, was walking truly as a believer and restored, and then did another crime. That crime, this time he got many years for, over 20 years. And his response to a person that he talks to regularly outside of jail is this. Father God has me here because I did the crime that I did. That, that justice is correct, but my walk doesn't change. I am still walking with Jesus. I'm facing the consequences of my action, accountability. And as the process of this, I am now in the prison, ministering the word of Jesus and bringing these men to Christ each day. The mission never changes. Our mission here is to literally spread the word to heal the sick and to literally, if we're going to continue that forward, because Christ says we have these powers, it is to cast out demons and raise the dead. That makes many people uncomfortable. That's too bad. We're told that we'll do greater works than he. But this is where our walk is. And we have to start believing in the power of what we were given, the authorities that we were given, and how that role never changes. We will stumble. and There will be consequences in this world and we will face judgment and justice in the after. But in our heart, we have to seek the forgiveness for one another. And we also have to pursue the justice of those who did the worst crimes. For that matter, justice equal for all. All of this is a bigger concept of us being one nation under God. We don't get to be selective. And that's the thing. You don't get to have forgiveness for you and not give you forgiveness for another. And that's where things get really convoluted. Because it's like, okay, I accepted Jesus and I got forgiven, but now I don't want to forgive them because I don't like what they did to me. That's not the way this works. So I say all these things to keep in mind a very clear path ahead and the challenges that we face. This is a season we're heading into that we need to be putting forgiveness in our heart, but equally speaking truth, seeking accountability, and never stopping on the pursuit of justice. Righteous, let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled and blessed and by our will humble ourselves before you and thank you for all the amazing blessings that you have given us in this time. These are challenging times, Father, times that are going to be challenging us all in the depths of our heart and soul as we are now being having to find ways through of an intentionally divisive and hateful system that has left many deep rifts and wounds between us. We pray for the healing of hearts. We pray for the forgiving heart. We pray for the heart of the cheerful giver. We pray for the restoration of families and the strengthening and bonds of love. Guide us in these times, Father, and bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Not easy. And it's not it's supposed to be. This walk was never going to be easy. And the narrow gate is always the most difficult path. They want you to always take the wide gate. That wide and easy gate to destruction, that path to destruction and everything that we are. That's what they, those in power, seek. We're greater than that and have to be greater than that. And the number one tool that they use always is politics and all the various aspects that come with politics. The progressive platform is designed to be the most divisive and hateful platform ever deployed in a nation. It's 
designed to get people wrapped around an ideology that difference by skin color, difference by origin, difference by history, difference by economic order, difference by every difference you can catalog, including gender and your choice, is all supposed to be done so in their, they're told to bring greater understanding and unity when in fact all it's doing is it's creating such micro divisions that for many, they'll never recover. Keep in prayer. Pray and pray about everything and pray more. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war, and it's a spiritual war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Keep the mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now.